0: Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. Let's listen in. Such an important topic, and one I think people don't start talking about early enough, if I can be so bold to say which is a very popular topic with parents, with transitioning into adulthood. And I say I don't think people, parents and others as well, start thinking about early enough because I tend to hear about this myself as a consultant, vocally we'll say, when the children are around 13, 14, 15 years old. And what I tell parents much earlier than that is we need to start thinking about that earlier. What do you say?
1: That's exactly what I say. And I find that the reason parents don't think about it earlier, although they think about it with their typically developing children, when they're pregnant, it's like, oh, I think she's going to be the CEO of a company, or I think he's going to play the violin and be first chair in the London, you know, people have these thoughts about their children from the very beginning but when they get that diagnosis of autism there's a uh, there's a reset button that occurs and rather than continuing with their dreams and saying how do i get my children there and of course we all know our children have minds of our of their own and so they're going to decide what they want to do but we still you know when they're little we think you know I have to get violin lessons for him, and I want to make sure that her preschool preschool works on this. You know, we we still think about those dreams when we begin to um, provide experiences for our children. But when that when that diagnosis of autism comes along, it's a reset button, and frequently people think my dreams are shattered. I no longer have Dreams for my children. Now, you and I know, Catherine, that those dreams continue to exist. They need to continue to exist. We need to have them as a focal point. And in having them as a focal point, you and I, as consultants, will say to parents, What do you want for your child? And because they've had this reset button, they'll say, Oh, I want to hear him say mommy. Or, I want him to be able to go to school, or I want him to be able to maybe drive a car. But they have these very limited um, ideas about what their child might accomplish. The people who are really thinking ahead will say, I hope he can have a friend. But what you and I know is that we have to be thinking about where's the child going to be at age 21. What are the relationships going to look like? What's the flexibility going to look like? And what's the independence going to look like? And if we don't keep that in mind, then we're not going to get the child where he can be. And that transition into adulthood is become is going to be a jarring. Uh, it's going to be this jarring thing that happens to the family. Talk, oh, what are we going to what are we going to do now? So For me and for you, when we're working with parents, we start building in what needs to be available for that child from the very first days we work with him as an infant, as we would with a typically developing child. It's not that different. You know, one of the
0: things I think is hard as you speak is it it feels like parents get mental, I'm going to call them roadblocks, uh, mind blocks, uh, to thinking about the future. I thought what you said about, I I want them to say, Mama, uh, I want them to be able to do this. That's very short-term thinking, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but so understandable.
1: It is understandable. And I think part of the reason the short-term thinking occurs is because of misinformation about what autism is and what you need to work, what you need to work on. So some of the children are you know, born talking, some children have uh, different abilities with language. Um, and what we see is that probably every child we see is a little bit different. And so knowing how to analyze where a child is. And how to get him on this growth seeking mental pathway is what we have to work on. And we know how to do that. The good news is, we actually know how to do it. And uh, what we work on, everything that employers are looking for when a child's 21.
0: Which is such an interesting way to think about our work, but it's so true. We're we're taking the long vision. It it reminds me of as I have my clients think about what we call uh, mission statements. Uh, sometimes I call them vision, depending on how uh, the parents best look at things. But trying to get beyond right now, trying to get you know a year up the road, five years up the road, ten years road. And as we say, those mind blocks uh, kind of can get in the way of their thinking. So sometimes we really have to kind of push them to think about how were you thinking about this when you were pregnant?
1: Yeah: yeah, and I, I feel like there's a lot of good information out there, particularly if we look outside the field of autism. Now, you know that uh, Steve and I look at all of the research on autism. We are always wanting to understand it better, and we want to make sure that what we are working with parents lines up. With the most recent research, but sometimes if you step outside the field of autism, you will come up with goals that are the most important goals to be thinking about. And I was just writing a paper on this, so I have it in front of me. It's funny that we should be talking about it today, but when we look at what employers expect of people in the 21st century, they are a list of six simple things that show up over and over and over again. Whether you're looking at a university site or you're, whether you're looking at government statistics, or you're, whether you're looking at employment boards in the state of Texas or in Singapore, they're all saying the same thing. They're saying that they want people to be able to communicate. And it's so important for us To zero in on what communication means, because if we don't, we can fall back into, for particularly nonverbal children, let's teach him to ask for a cookie. Well, that's clearly getting a need met, but it's not looking at the kind of communication that has to be developed for someone to be independent on the job. So I've got my notes right here. I'm actually going to look at them. The person has to be able to read and understand information that's presented in a variety of forms, has to be able to write and to speak so others pay attention. And I'm thinking about that famous video we've all looked at now, which is Jay's story. And in that, his father says, if he can't communicate, it doesn't matter if he's as smart as Einstein, and has the cure for cancer. If he can't communicate, it will go, it will go unnoticed. Won't have anything to contribute. Um, another thing is listening and asking questions to understand and appreciate the points of views of others. So when I hear you talk, say, let me clarify that. I'm not sure exactly what you mean. Think about what it takes to be able to ask that question. I know what I don't know. And we often ask that, do you know what you don't know? Because sometimes we think we know everything. (laughs) And it's why uh, Steve and I continue to look at the research in autism. What don't we know? What are the questions we need to continue to ask? And um, to be able to um, share information, in a variety of formats. Maybe I'll share information with you with the graph I've created. Maybe I'll share information with you of something I've read. Um, Maybe I'll pull something off of the internet and share it with you. But I'm not gonna come in and just talk at you. I realize that communication is more than that. And that's what employers are saying they're looking for in the 21st century. We begin to do that at the very beginning with our children because we work on the communication skills. The big first thing we do is we teach people to communicate without talking. And then we introduce the language later because we know that the nonverbal communication is 80 to 90% of what's being, uh, what's being understood and how to create understanding. So that's the first thing.
0: It's just amazing because as you were talking about all that communication, I was thinking about how everything you were saying was thinking about what your partner at work would need you to be thinking about for them. It's so much about thinking about the other person so you can work together. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you say, these are just companies and what they're looking for and we start with thinking about this right from the very beginning wherever whatever age it doesn't matter that is the first thing we start looking at
1: and i think it might surprise parents to know that if a 16 year old comes in who's we no longer use the term asperger's but if six if a 16 year old comes in with a lot of language we still think about communication and how we're going to develop that broadband communication so that in just a few years it's going to be employable it's going to be independent It's going to be able to live on its own well
0: as always i think our message is so hopeful because here we are starting at wherever the individual child or young adult is and we're starting with communication the big the biggie for uh, any work that you want to do today And um, I just want to leave parents with a sense of hope as they think about transitioning to, number one, think about it early. And then, number two, know that they can still have those dreams that they have. Uh, that, That is so important.
1: And I think as we establish the guiding relationship for the parents, and their parents are helping their child to become a good apprentice, they have in mind, these are the things that I'm helping my child do. And even though we don't say uh, we're going to walk in for a job interview next week, (laughs) when you have a four-year-old, the areas of communication, thinking and solving problems, ability to be adaptable, to learn continuously and on the spot and to rethink and continue to learn, to work with others, and then the ability to plan and analyze and monitor what's going on these are the things Catherine that you and I use to give hope to parents and it's it's also the way that we keep them on track for that end product which is what's the what what are your child's relationships going to be like and what's your child's level of independence going to be because we know If the child can do these and do them almost the way you and I do them thoughtlessly because it's like second nature, we're going to get where we want to get.
0: Thank you for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.